0: The list was out, and I was just like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. Like, you know, this was a really big dream of mine. Aisha Marshall is the founder of AAM Consulting and the owner of her own jewelry line called White. And the list she's referring to right there is the Forbes. 30 Under 30 list, in which she was featured during her first few years of her business. She started out by going to law school, something her mother always supported and ingrained in her mind. Going to college, becoming a lawyer was a big deal. So how did she go about completely pivoting her career path and ending up as a successful entrepreneur?
1: I got offered a job out of law school and I was just like not fulfilled. Like, I was not happy. I felt like I was really good at a lot of things,
0: especially in law school, but I didn't, I just didn't want to do them. This is a story of a hard Pivot and all the ups and downs that came with it. Now, we had to cut the interview down for the podcast, but I kept the full interview inside our uncut vault, available only to our TGP insiders. You can also become a TGP insider by going to theglobalphenomenon.com insider or clicking the link in the show notes. In the full version, Aisha shares the details of how her mother taught her manifestation at a young age what her job out of college was, and what it was actually like. And the true trigger that changed her entire perspective on life and success. Also, listen to the uncut version to find out why she named her jewelry line white. Become a TGP Insider today and get the full story at theglobalphenomenoncom slash insider. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while you're preparing for your kid's graduation... Mine is graduating (laughs) pre-K this week. I want to send you a huge hug and a big congratulations. You're doing an amazing job as a parent. If nobody's telling you that you heard it here today, you are doing great. And now it's time for them to continue spreading all that good, everything they have learned from you to the world. And please head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Here's my interview with Forbes 30 Under 30 Aisha Marshall. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career that has taken the world by storm, creating multiple self made millionaires and opening the doors for regular folks like you and me to achieve our wildest dreams. Hi, my name is Ina Coveney, six figure entrepreneur and business coach for online coaches, ready to live a rich, passionate, and abundant life without regrets. And I'm on a mission to uncover the secret sauce that made the top coaches in our industry rise to global phenomenon status so that you can be next. Today's episode begins now. Hello, everybody. Today we are sitting down with Aisha Marshall. The Aisha. Hi, Aisha. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, This is going to be really cool. Why don't we start by you telling everyone what is it that you do right now and who you help right now? So
1: right now, I am a jewelry designer. I own a jewelry brand called White Atelier. And then I also am the host of the Butterfly Season podcast.
0: And we're going to put links in the show notes so everybody can go and follow along. But um, your story is remarkable. And there's so much to learn here. Why don't we just start with just way in the beginning. Can you mm-hmm. tell us where you grew up and what was being a child like Aisha like?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Southern California um in a really low-income community. It was just me and my mom. We didn't grow up affluent. We were, you know, grew up in poverty. And I think that some of the lessons that I learned throughout my childhood or some of the things that I carried on throughout entrepreneurship that have afforded me the success that I have today, I would say.
0: What do you remember most about that time that, like you said, has affected you now? Are there any stories that really stick out in your mind?
1: Yeah. So everyone calls it like affirmations now or manifestation, but when I was younger, my mom is first generation, so she knew like, you know, the way out of the hood is through education and every day, literally from as long as I can remember, like for sure in kindergarten and who knows, even younger, probably every time I would get in the car and she would drop me off at school, she would always make me say five times that I would go to college. And so literally every single day. And like, there are some times where I would be like, I'll go to college, I'll go to college, I'll go to college, I'll go go to college, like, it's just so <laughs> fast to get it over with um but she was like I don't care like you're going to say it five times every day because you're going to go to college. So that I think is probably one of the standout things that people would call manifestation or affirmations now but I definitely think that that the spirit of that and that you can set an intention and then work towards that thing which was a big deal in my family because not a lot of us went to college. And so applying that same logic to dreams ideas like creating something that is something that has
0: resonated throughout
1: my life so what
0: kind of kid were you
1: um I definitely was wild in terms of like I love to like have fun and laugh like I remember like my mom would always be like did you drink Mountain Dew today because you're like jumping off the walls um very creative I always I would create in sadness honestly like anytime I was sad I would draw anytime I was sad I would paint or anytime I was like anything I would I would create I've always been super creative my mom would always tell me like oh you're trendy like I feel like every time you want me to buy you something I buy it for you and then I'm picking up at school and then the next two weeks later I see everyone else with that thing at school like so and I think that a lot of those things ring true to like how I am now but That I would say is the type of kid I was. Always had good grades, but definitely had like a rebellious spirit, which
0: my mom would be like, as long as your grades are good, it's fine. (laughs) So it was just like a give and take. How did you reconcile in your mind? Okay, I need to get better grades. I need to get good grades. And I need to get into college with that creative side, which now has manifested into you having an amazing jewelry making business. But back then that wasn't even in the radar. How did you think about those two things was creativity something that was going to be in your future was that like hobby status
1: um I think it had always been a hobby honestly up until law school um and you in the way I like to like think about it is almost like a like two cups so you're you know I I'm in school right and this cup the school cup is like full and my hobby would was the creative cup so the school cup is pouring into my hobby cup right And my hobby cup is what, like, fulfills me and keeps me going. So, like, all throughout. Um, In middle school, I was in, like, choir. I was in dance. I was in cheer. I was in, like, just creative outlet things. And then in high school, I was, every year I took art. I loved it so much. I was in, like, ASB. We were creating things. Like, I was just the person on the cheer team who would draw the banners. Like, I just loved creating. And so my, like, education would always pour into my, hobby cup because there were outlets and resources in you know as you get higher in education there's still those resources so like college I was on the dance team or the cheer team still in college right like I was doing things that filled me up but when I got to law school the higher education was no longer pouring into the creative cup um, because you don't have time to do anything in law school but be in law school although I was like kind of doing creative stuff on the side like marketing branding web design because I just knew how to do it from education and I got offered a job out of law school and I was just like not fulfilled like I was not happy I felt like I was really good at a lot of things especially in law school but I didn't I just didn't want to do them and so that came from my mom a- rewarding me for accolades. And so when I was a child, what I made that mean was if I do great in school, then I will receive love. And so I'm constantly performing for accolades, which is why I'm a high achiever because it's a constant like drive for love.
0: How did you decide to tell your mom that you're not gonna pursue law anymore?
1: I had started my business. I had a consulting or a done for you agency, a full service agency and I was studying for the LSAT along with study along with like working and so I told her hey this is why I'm like legitimately stopping but this is also something that I just like don't
0: want to do yeah what did she say I think she was
1: fine with it I mean she wasn't angry at least I don't remember her being angry I'm like 99% sure she was fine I don't know how she felt but I'm sure she was fine and too like at the time like I feel like your mom just wants you to be like cared for and like supported and financially like fine with things, you know. And I think that um I mean my husband and I were in a great situation at the time. And so was think they were just like, okay, like we get it, you know, until my business started picking up. And then they're like, oh well, like I think my mom never really understood what I did. She just knew that I like made money somehow. Right. (laughs) Um, but I think now we're in a place where she understands that even though it's not like the traditional lawyer, doctor, attorney that like I still am making impact, still am making money. And regardless, I think if I, even if I wasn't, I think she would still be proud.
0: Okay, so while you were in law school, you start a this marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a, like, just like a little thing, like, like <laughs> I was making website on the side yeah. right when I was in college. This was like full blown. You made it to uh, Forbes article 30 under 30 uh, for your creative label. Uh, marketing agency and I'm going to read to you what the Forbes article said because yeah. I want you to tell me what you remember from that time Uh, You share industry updates and marketing trends via speaking engagements, social media, and the podcast, The Label. In particularly, you speak extensively about creating marketing strategies that reflect diversity and inclusion of the Black community. Uh, You collaborated with Mayfair Group on an initiative to sell merchandise highlighting Black creatives, including artists, photographers, and models. I mean, this was a big deal. -hmm. Can you tell me how that article came about?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, it was something that I had always wanted, I think, in my adult life to be like a Forbes 30 under 30 lister, like that accolade felt like it like, you know, meant something. Um, And so once we were nominated, we really like leaned into it, like created a landing page to like showcase all of the breadth of that my business entailed, right? Like it, we're more than just a general agency that's like doing your branding and your marketing and your public relations. Like we're actually community driven and there's impact associated with it and all of the things. And so um, that's how it came to be. I wish it was like a more climatic story, but like at least in my process, there's different committees for each um like category of lister. My process was like you're nominated. You uh, there was an interview process, and then you never hear anything until the list comes out. So <laughs> the list was out, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe it!" Like you know, this was a really big
0: dream of mine. So that's how it that's how it started. So uh, this is why I think this is so important to talk about. There's a lot of coaches who are listening to this podcast right now who are actually. Dead scared of choosing the quote unquote the wrong business, the wrong path, because they may be stuck with it and they might not be able to change it after. And what if this is not the thing that they want to do for the rest of their lives? And I really wanted to hear your story because you were all in in this marketing agency. I mean, it had a podcast, you were involved in the community, you had really big clients, right? And now, you don't have this agency anymore you've actually pivoted to something that is a little bit more aligned with you but that can't have been an easy process it can't have been an easy decision i'd love for you to walk me through how you detach yourself from something that you poured so many years and so much effort and so much of your identity into
1: yeah i mean it wasn't an easy process but i definitely definitely think it was a for me process so for anyone that is listening and is like hey i'm scared to start something because I don't know if I wanna do this forever or hey, I'm in something and I don't know if I wanna do this forever. Everything is like figure outable. Like the quicker that you take action around doing something that you wanna do, the quicker you get like the success around the things that you wanna do. And I knew for a really long time that like, I wasn't, I was becoming more and more unaligned with agency life, people that I was working with. Like it just wasn't feeling great. I was having autoimmune flare ups. I was like working 18 hour days. It just I heard like, you
0: couldn't you couldn't hear anymore. Mm -hmm. Can you just pause for a second and tell everybody what that was like?
1: Yeah. So this was like the top of 2020 or 2021. I think it was 2021. Um, Yeah, 2021. So COVID was still a thing. Um, And we were all like work from home. And I was on Zoom a lot. And I thought maybe because I was on Zoom so much now that my ears were getting affected. Like I just hadn't been on Zoom that much. And I was having like hearing issues. Like I felt like my ears were plugged like and clogged. And um I have a friend who does sound healing. So I went to a sound bath. She's like, sit right in front. Um, and then like I start to like feel so much energy around my throat and like my jawline, my neck, like just a lot. It felt like constricted and tight. And I also felt like I wanted to cry and I was like, oh, wow, this might be COVID. I don't know what's actually going on. I think I've never felt this way before. So after the sound bath, she's like, hey, how'd it go? And I'm like holding back tears in my eyes because I'm a little bit scared and I'm like a little bit unsure what's going on. I'd much rather it be COVID than I don't know what's happening. And so I had asked my friend, I told her like, hey, this is what's coming up for me. I feel like really tightness, a lot of tightness around the throat, like, and she was like, um. Oh, your throat chakra is blocked. Anyways, I end up getting in the car and I Google what's a throat chakra. How does it get blocked? What are side effects of a blocked throat chakra? Because I was positive that it wasn't that that I had COVID, because I had no idea what a blocked throat chakra meant. Turns out, a side effect of a blocked throat chakra is loss of hearing. And so, yeah, that's crazy. and I know. And it was I was like, okay, well, how do you unblock a throat chakra? And unblocking a throat chakra is, um one of the things is to say something that you're not saying you've been holding something in and you're not saying it. So you're keeping energy stuck here because you're not speaking your truth or whatever it is. And for me, I knew what that was. That was that I should not be doing agency stuff anymore. And so that's why in relation to your question about whether or not people should take action around, A business that they're not sure they're going to be involved in in five years, or if they want to just get out of it now. I'm like, who? Well, one, who cares if you if you don't know you want to do it in five years? Who cares if you want to do it now? Then do it now, and in five years, just stop. Like, there's, it's taking the ego out of it. It's like it's all medicine, good or bad. It's all medicine. It's all to like make you grow.
0: What were the fears that came up once you realized, like, wait a minute, I probably don't want to do this agency stuff anymore. I'm kind of relating it to many of us who are listening, they know they shouldn't be in the full-time job that they're in right now. And they've known that for a really long time, but it takes them a while to take action because there's bills to pay because Mm. there's, um, there's, partners to think about. There's, uh, there's co-workers or a manager or uh, or projects. I mean, I know so many people who are like, no, but I'm in the middle of a project at work. I can't just leave them now, right? So there's yeah. all these things that kind of keep us doing something that we don't want to do. What where do you think, how do you think you handled that, you know, maybe I should hang on to it for a little bit more? Or was it like, I need to just break free. Like, what was your experience of needing to do this and how quickly were you able to take that action?
1: So I think that I wouldn't recommend how I did it. Um, luckily, I had the support of my husband who was still working and I could literally burn it all to the ground and still pay my bills, right? Like that wasn't my reality where it was just me. Um, but I do think that you get, you get hints, right? First, it's like, you know, God is like, here's a, I'm gonna throw a pebble at you to so like, hey, get your attention. You don't listen. Okay, fine, now it's a bigger rock. You're like, don't listen. And then it's like a whole boulder, right? Like I was at the point where I was literally killing myself. I feel like creating a plan of transition. And so, and being smart about it puts you in a state, not a state of needing, because the state of needing something means that you don't have it. And if you don't have it, that means you're operating out of lack. And if you're operating out of black, then you're not actually in a place to receive opportunities that can help you transition.
0: I had the opportunity to hear you and Lindsay Schwartz, who is episode 203 of the podcast, if anybody wants to go check her out. Um, I had the opportunity to see you guys at Lindsay's Powerhouse Women Retreat. And you shared the story of talking to Lindsay about when you wanted to launch this new jewelry line uh, and how that conversation really triggered you actually doing it a lot sooner than you thought can you tell us that story yeah so at that point
1: in time this was 2022 so I let go of the agency in 2021 so we're like almost a year later and she was like oh so what are you thinking and I'm like oh I want to start a jewelry line and she's like oh, okay like when are you thinking about launching you know like, it's like November and she was like oh okay like just like the response of a friend who, you know, is kind of like, I know you can actually do more and do it quicker, but I'm not going to tell you this because I know you already know this. Like it was definitely, definitely like, you have conversations with people like over the table conversations. So me and you right now are having an over the table conversation where it's like very clear communication under the table conversations are like what we're all thinking and what we're not quite saying, but we both kind of like collectively understand it was an under the table conversation. And so based on that, I was like, okay, well, let me take action. I was like, you know what? I just need to put a fire under my ass. I was right after that conversation with her. I was on a call. It was in a mastermind. And this mastermind is like so expansive. It's like for like the first two years I was in it, I felt like I didn't belong in that group because people were making a lot of money in that mastermind. And I just felt like I wasn't nearly making as much as everyone else. And I was like, I'm just going to take action. And that was like top of February. And then two weeks later in February 20th, Second, I was like, okay, I'm choosing this date. I'm launching on this date and this is what it is. So I like 13 days pulled it together and launched.
0: Tell me what your business is comprised of right now. What are the different parts? What are the different parts of your business right now? The different facets of my business.
1: One is consulting, a consulting firm. I don't necessarily promote it because I'm phasing out of it. So, you know, we talked about like financial modeling around pouring into the things that I'm really excited about like that's consulting I consult product-based businesses and bring them to market um that's fun I enjoy it but I don't want to be known for that I don't want to do that quite anymore so I'm like actually saying no to open myself to more yeses of the the things that I want to do like recently I was offered a speaking engagement at this event on stage um but it was about like branding and products. And I was just like, I have to say no to this because it's not how I want to show up anymore. And
0: I think that and- is that is super important if we can just like pause and hammer this point home is that you do have to have the ability to say no to the things, even if they sound good, even if it mm-hmm. sounds like something that a previous version of yourself would say yes to. We have to learn how to say no to that to open up room for the things that we do want. Um, is that something that you do like, naturally like you know this for a fact or is that something that is also hard for you to do because we're here we are talking about it
1: right I know the opposite to be true so me leaning into it this way is a flexing a muscle and the opposite for me is I knew that I wanted to I've always spoke on stages about marketing and branding and public relations and products But because I didn't wanna do that anymore, a smaller opportunity to talk about something that I wanted to talk about, I took it and I capitalized on it. So it's like saying yes to the things that I wanna do, but amplifying it so much bigger so that people can see that I do this and then I could be sending that energy out. So if someone ever wants me to do that, they have an opportunity to see me to do that. Like I don't know if you're familiar with human design, but mine is to wait for the invitation. I create opportunities for people to invite me to something and so an example was like lindsey schwartz asked me to speak to the girl gang community it was like maybe 50 people were on the call that day it was like such a small opportunity but that's the first time that i talked about butterfly season and mm-hmm. i used that recording and mashed it up and made it like this really fun cool like concept of a thing which ultimately turned into my podcast and and that video is probably one of the most viewed videos on my instagram ever but it's because i amplified a Zoom call of an opportunity and made it into into something that much bigger. So what is next for you? I would love to monetize my podcast to six figures. um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so doable. And I think I can do that this year. So that's one of my goals is monetizing Butterfly Season.
0: Amazing. And everybody should go and follow it anyway. It's in the show notes. Uh, Thank you. So what do you think is one big misconception that people have of you as a successful businesswoman?
1: that I do it all I'm the one that's doing
0: everything what is your team right now (laughs) my
1: team is just three people so it's like really we let run really lean which is nice I have my assistant I have um a part-time gal well two part-time gals one that's like 20 hours a week and the other one that's like three hours a week Mm -hmm. um but what I've learned in agency life is the power of a SOP, the power of delegation, the power of really, really clear communication. You can actually collapse time with what's done in that way.
0: Yeah, big time. So, mm-hmm. if everybody who's listening had to do what you're about to tell them to do, and they have to do it in the next 24 hours, what would that thing be?
1: It would. It would be specific to you, but it would be time to get quiet with yourself. And I and. St- carve, cancel, whatever you need to cancel out the first thing in the morning and have quiet time to yourself, whether that's meditating, breath work, yoga, whatever it is, because I think that in, in that respect, my husband and I have been like trying to master this right now is like, if you can start your day, creating your own energy and aligning yourself energetically with the person that you want to become, like you set the tone for the rest of the day and also your ideas and thoughts that are going to move that needle for you come to the surface a lot quicker. And so when they come to the surface a lot quicker and you notice them a lot better and you take action on them, like to me, that's collapsing time to get you closer to your goal. So I can't say what would be specific for you, but what I can say is carve that time out of the day, create, create a plan around energetically getting into the space of who you want to be and taking action around what comes up And doing that every day.
0: Aisha, thank you so much for coming and doing this with us. Um, Where can people find you? Where do you want them to follow you? What do you want them to do next?
1: So you can find me on Instagram at Aisha, A-I-S-H-A. That's the simplest way. Everything is there. Butterfly season is there. White is there. Um, Merch is there. Fun things are there. So that's the place that you can
0: find me. And then that will lead you to everything else. Which I think is so cool that you got the Aisha name. I wish I could get the Ina on Instagram. (laughs) Like we need to like make this happen. Um, Aisha, thank you so, so very much. Uh, It was such a pleasure to get to talk to you and learn from you today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Hey there, Ina here. After listening to this interview, you may be wondering what you missed. What did our guest share with me that was so hot I couldn't even put it in the mainstream version of this podcast? Become a TGP Insider today and get access to all of our uncut interviews, as well as access to the behind the scenes of my six-figure coaching business through my Instagram close friend stories. Head over to theglobalphenomenon.com insider or click on the link in the show notes for all the details. And I'll see you inside our Facebook community for online coaches, where you can share what's going on in your business and connect with other amazing coaches in this space. Go to theglobalphenomenon.com Facebook or click on the link in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next one.